Breakfast Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo 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 Good. Well, Angelie is out. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. What's happening? Good morning. How y'all feeling out there? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Take a deep breath right now for all of those who can't. Yes. Good morning. Definitely did, man. How you feeling out there? I'm actually in Detroit. I'm, I came here for, to came out here for just a couple of hours, and then uh, the flights got delayed because the weather was so bad. So, luckily, I brought my bag, my my, so I can broadcast from the hotel. So I'm stuck here. So I leave uh, in the morning. But the weather's pretty nasty out here. It's snowing. I heard the weather's nasty in New York. I heard the weather's nasty on the East Coast. It's it's, it's pretty nasty. Supposed out to be there. so, so I say. Supposed to be so icy, yes, whatever that means. Icy. Supposed to be like icy, icy weather today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess the Mother Nature bought some jewelry. She want to show it off today. Okay, it's gonna be a lot of ice everywhere. That's the forecast. All right, okay. ice okay. everywhere. Oh, I just want to shout out. I was in Detroit. Let me shout out to Mary Jane. Mary Jane is a, a dispensary out here. A brother owns it. I stopped by there yesterday, so I just want to say salute to that brother and everything. You that ain't he's bringing doing no weed there. back though. Nope. Not allowed to fly with uh, weed. I'm not messing with you. Nope. Don't don't stop me. Don't pull me. You ain't bringing no edibles back. You ain't going to bring no edibles back. Nope. Nope. Sure won't. But can't you bring edibles back, though? It's it's, it's legal in Detroit. You can't bring edibles back? Um, Well, medically, medicinal it is. Not recreation. But, you know, I don't want to trap test it. Tell them it's for your back. Huh? You got that? You tell them it's for your back, cause you know you got that bad posture that make you look like you got a humpback. So just tell them it's for your back. Shut up. But nope, I'm not tell trying to. So don't back. pull me over. Nothing in my bag, sir. Nothing in nothing in my bag, man. But uh, today, well, I tell you we got, one thing. What's that? Oh, that's right. I was about to say uh, we got somebody coming in today who don't mind traveling with with weed. You know, I call him a uh, Mr. Motorola era. I call him uh too clean. Y'all call him. Two chains. That's He'll right. be here Two this morning. Chains. He'll be joining us. His album is out today, and we're gonna kick it with Two Chains in a little bit. But this is a packed show. It's called today, Dope so Don't Sell Itself. Mm-hmm. We also got comedian T.K. Kirkland. He's gonna be joining us. He always speaks facts. Uh, always that very is, honest and true. That is my OG. Uh, I love T.K. Kirkland. Um, but the views expressed by T.K. Kirkland are his views. Yes, right? yes his views only. And his, Not mine. And his Not views only. That's right. I just want to remind y'all, he's a 61-year-old uh, comedian and right. philosopher. Correct. Okay, so he, see, he, he sees the world a little bit different than we do. He still sees it from the 80s, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, and listen, one of my favorite people, man, um, her book is a life changer. You know, last year, you know, one of the things I wanted to add it, really add to like my my, my self-care repertoire, you know, to my, my mental health repertoire is setting boundaries. That's something uh-huh. I really have problems doing. And um, I had her on my show last year, The God's Honest Truth, my late night talk show. Uh, Dr. Nadra Glover-Tawab will be here to discuss her New York Times bestselling book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. 
That's right. Oh, you have to listen to her this morning, man. And after you listen to her, please go buy her book if you haven't. That's right. Licensed therapist. So it's, uh, I guess, the yin and the yang of the Breakfast Club. We're going to give you some ratchetness. Ra- and then we gonna Ratchet and righteous. righteous. There you go. You know that's what we do. That's what we do the best here, okay? There's nobody out there that got the balance we do. Ratchetness and righteousness, the yin and the yang of life, okay? I ain't even brushed my teeth yet this morning. Well, I'm in here. All right. You know what I mean? Right. Just have me a hard-boiled egg. You know okay. what I mean? All right. But don't even well, worry get- about it. I might get a little gassy, but I don't fart in my clothes. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. I don't even let's know talk- why I said that. I don't know either, but front page news. Let's talk Black History Month and chicken. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't even know why that was necessary. Why did, you, why did you even do that just now? What was the point? We'll get, we'll get to it what next. The point? It's, the, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. I like that. That's tough. Drop on the clues bombs for Nicki Minaj. That's tough. Nicki and Lil Baby Moon walked on that one. They moon walked on that one. They moon walked on that one. That's tough. That, that is that is that is tough. Nothing wow. nothing nothing left to see here, folks. All right. Well let's like get in some fr- let's get in some front page news. All right. Now the 2022 NBA All-Star Reserves, uh, the whole actual squad has been released. Uh, right now, East Coast starters, Kevin Durant, we knew that. The Greek freak. Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. That is the East Coast starters. West Coast starters, LeBron James, uh, Nikola Jokic. That's how I say his last name, right? That's it, right? Yeah, big joke. Joker. I call him the Joker. I can't pronounce it. Uh, me too. That. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Steph Curry, and Jay Morant, which is pretty dope. So it's going to be a it's gonna be Ja a Morant, game. man. Ja What's Morant. That? Get the South Carolina kid name right. You said Jay Morant. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. All right? That's All a right, South well, Carolina young man right there. Yeah, so uh looks like it's going to be good. I'm surprised LaMelo Ball didn't make it. That's a lot of people saying he deserved to be there, LaMelo Ball. Is he on the reserves? He might be in the reserves. No, he's not a reserve. Mm-mm. Not a reserve really? at all. Yeah. Interesting. Right, that's your starters. Now the NBA reveals a new redesigned Kobe Bryant trophy for the All-Star game. It's all crystal. It looks pretty dope. So the new Kobe Bryant trophy awarded to the Kia NBA All-Star MVP. Uh, which is pretty pretty dope, and in memory of Kobe Bryant, I, mean, I think that's pretty dope. Absolutely. And also, weather. We got to talk weather. The weather is going to be disgusting. Now they're saying winter storm heads so I say northeast after bringing dangerous conditions and power outages to South and Midwest. They're saying uh, more than ninety five million Americans are under winter weather warnings. So they're saying be careful. They say the storm is expected to deliver a mix of ice, sleet, and freezing rain to major cities, including New York City. Boston, uh, Rhode Island, Philly, uh, a whole bunch. New Mexico. It's going to be nasty out there. They're saying people are going to get at least a a foot of snow in some areas. They're saying uh, power outages for 500,000 plus. And that's in areas from Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Texas, and and Tennessee. So they believe it's going to be rain and snowfall records broken. So be careful. Stay home if you can. I know myself, I already got... uh, you know, uh, text from the, the kids' school saying they're gonna do virtual today just because of it. Yeah, my my kids too. They um, 
I think they scheduled for late late arrival, but they'll probably end up canceling it all together. Mother Nature went out there and bought some jewelry, man, so y'all be careful because one thing about that ice, that ice don't give a damn about nobody, okay? That ice will humble your ass whether you're driving or walking. You hear me? And I don't call it black ice because I don't understand why we got to call that dangerous ice black ice, all right? But, boy, I tell you one thing. You step outside and you ain't paying attention to that ice, that ice will have you on your ass, okay? You'll Definitely. be looking up at the heavens asking God why. Absolutely. And lastly, why are you on your back right now this, this time of morning? And lastly, uh, I, I can never pronounce Massachusetts. M- Massachusetts. Did I say it right? No. All right. Well, you know what I mean. But who you know am I to ask how to pronounce something? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, a school in Massachusetts called Xavier Brothers High School. It's an all boys school. In honor of Black History Month, one way they like to celebrate is by highlighting a traditional meal each week. And this week is Southern Black Chicken. Today's lunch is going to be fried chicken. So for, so for Black History Month, they're celebrating by giving the students fried chicken. What's the problem? I love chicken. I'm not listening to y'all, okay? okay I understand that, you know, there's a stereotype associated with chicken, but I'm, I don't accept that stereotype, okay? Fried chicken is delicious, all okay. right? And what if they did a survey with them kids and asked them kids what's their favorite meal and them kids said fried chicken? Intention okay. matters. But is that you know a Black I mean? History and Month by the way, meal chicken? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a Black History Month meal? I know I like fried chicken. Shoot, y'all like fried chicken too. Let the, let let Popeyes come out with a new chicken sandwich today and watch what happens. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just giving you the information. Just giving you the news, brother. And that is front page I used to, news. Because. Because mm-hmm. I used to, you know, I remember we, we we all know about the stereotype of watermelon, too, until Correct. you do research and you find that, you know, watermelon was actually uh, considered a luxury item. And, you know, black people made a whole lot of money off watermelon back in the day. So the stereotype came from um, uh, racist white people calling us watermelon pickers. So they was just trying to insult us because we was getting that money off of watermelon. So we right. let them put a negative stereotype on something that put a lot of money in our pockets back in the day. Okay. So it's the same thing with fried chicken, if you ask me. I don't know who came up with that stereotype, but everybody loves fried chicken. Everybody. All right. Well, get it off your chest. That's why it's not a Black History Month meal, but get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Aisha. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Hey, I just want to say what's up, Charlamagne. Peace, Aisha. How you, queen? I'm good. I'm from the 803. Hey, Metro, what's happening? <laughs> yes, but I just wanted to um get off my chest that I'm... 28 right now and I lost my husband last year around when I was 27 and oh uh, sorry um, to hear that yeah, sorry yes yeah, I just want to um put out there how young people especially people in their community like um I was just unfortunate that I had two policies of life insurance with my husband and um that helped me in so many ways and I'm just so thankful and I'm so blessed to be even though it's a bad situation I'm still blessed I have two kids I have a two year old and a two-month-old, um, mm-hmm. I was pregnant when he passed. So it's just very important for young people to get life insurance because, you know, his life was cut so short. I had no idea. But thank God that I got this money to help me out. So I just want to put that out there, the importance of life insurance, especially for young black men. Um, I agree with you. Absolutely. 
my husband is in the grave, but he's still taking care of his family. So that's very important. But that's well, I'm definitely sending. I'm sending you and your family healing energy for sure. And you're, and you're absolutely right. Life insurance is, is very important. And I know a lot of times it feels, you know, very morbid going to get life insurance because none of us like to think about death. But to your point, man, like, you know, your, your kids and you are still well taken care of. And I, I'm sure he's somewhere very happy about that. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad I got through. I listen to y'all every day, every morning. Um, my husband listens to y'all as well. Y'all something we talked about every day um, during lunch. Damn, so. man. Thank you. Thank you so much. So sorry to hear that. Thank you. you. And I'm glad you called. And you're absolutely right. You know, we need to make sure that we have life insurance because life insurance, even though if we get it early, it won't be as expensive. And like you said, when something like this happens or you pass away or a family member passes, the fact that, you know, burying that person is 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 it'll help out so much more because it's very expensive and and you don't realize how expensive it is until you have to do it. So you're absolutely right. And again, we're, we're selling, sending healing energy to you, mama. That's absolutely. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is Kita. How y'all doing? I want to say up, happy Kita? black history. Kita, why are you screaming? I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. My bad. Let me calm it's down. It's too early in the morning. Yes. <laughs> so I want to say happy black history anniversary because, you know, February is our anniversary, but we celebrate all year round. There you go. And um, since it is Freaky Freaky Friday, I want all the ladies to know that be in wax down there. In order to stop the pee from going everywhere, you just need to open up your butt cheeks some. What? And Charlemagne. Queen, what yes, are you talking about? Oh, wait a minute. What, what, yeah, what are you talking about that. this one? Okay, so when when we ladies get waxed down there and we try to squat, our pee goes everywhere, like everywhere, all over our leg, all over. So I if we just that. open our yeah, so if we just open our booty cheeks up, as we pee, it'll it'll give us more aim, so the pee don't go everywhere. And oh, I'm glad you had to potty train a bunch of grown ass people this morning. Not while you're getting waxed. <laughs> yes. It's saying not while you're yes. getting waxed. After you get waxed, you're saying. Yes, after you get waxed, because we oh. don't have the hair to guide it everywhere, you know. And oh, Charlamagne, gotcha. I just cut my locks off. I just cut my locks off, so I would love a black effects hat. Or, you know, some black something. Because my parents growing up, they really didn't teach me about my blackness and everything. Um, even though I am black and i always been black. But I feel like they was trying to share to me for the most part. So I do want some black stuff. Well, I'm going to send you um a, a, I'm gonna send you a black effect snapback. You know what I mean? Um, Taylor will get that for you. And I send you some literature. You know, I got uh, Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters. That's a great book that's on... Uh, my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing, is a fictional book about the African, the Yoruban deity of the sea, Yemi Ya. I'll send you that, okay? Yes, I would love it. Thank you so much. And I listen to y'all every morning after I work out at 5 a.m. All right. Well, hold on. All right. And, th- and, thank, and thank you for the word. I didn't know that, you know, uh, vagin- the vagina hair was like a GPS system for pee. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Me neither. I never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you learn something new every day. And something tells me you that learn might something new every right, day. But who am I to judge? Get it uh, off okay. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Angel. Angel, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Angel, what's happening? 
What's up, bro? So I'm, I'm driving to work, right, every morning. Every morning I'm driving to work at 5 in the morning, and, I, and you got all these cars speeding, cutting each other off. And I even catch myself doing I'm doing the same thing. I'm cutting people off. And I'm, like, trying to hurry up and get to work, you know what I'm saying? And, and then as soon as I get to work, even I, I see my coworkers flying past me. And as soon as we get to work, you know what I'm saying, we're the first ones to be like, damn, I don't even want to be here. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be, like, I'd be wondering myself, like, every morning I'm speeding to work, trying to get there. Everybody else is always speeding to work, trying to get there as quick as they can. And then as soon as they get there, they don't even want to be there. You know what I'm saying? So and it's what I'm saying is everybody in traffic, man, just just slow down. Take your time. We all going to get to work. You know what I'm saying? We all got something we got to take care of for the day. Let's just get there safe. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you, King. I don't know why people be speeding. I be Every time I see somebody speeding, I be like, why are you in such a rush to die? That's what it feel like. Yes, sir. You guys have a blessed day. You too now, bro. Hello, who's this? Yep, what's up, MB? Yep, what's up, brother? What's up, Trav? Yeah, yeah. Yo. She's not here, Trav. She's not, she not here today again? Yesterday we had technical <laughs> difficulties. We finally got her on, but yeah, but she's not here today. Oh, what's up, Char? Peace, sis. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just going to talk about how J. Cole is the greatest rapper alive. Make sure y'all go listen to Hand Money Bad Yo and Yo Gotti's song called Scare Money. And that's YG song. That's, that's YG song. YG song. But go ahead. Wait, what did I say? You said Moneybag Yo. It's YG featuring J. Cole and Moneybag Yo. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I was going to say J. Cole is the best rapper alive. Just make sure y'all tune in. Go get some bars. Go get some lyrics. I also listen to Nicki. I haven't heard it yet. I like how he got busy on the uh, Benny the Butchie record, too. Yeah, he's been he's oh. been doing a lot of features. He's back on his bullish. Oh, Johnny Johnny P's caddy. He ripped that. Did y'all hear Do We Have a Problem? Mm-mm. Yeah, Nicki, Nicki, they ate on oh, yeah. that. Nicki and Lil Baby, uh, they moonwalked on that record. Yeah, we, we played it this morning. Mm-hmm. Nikki barred that down. Nikki, you still owe me an apology, but you barred that down. Yo, shut up, Draft. She don't even she know who you are. Down. Okay, she blocked me, so she know who I am. She came to my page, so she blocked me, so she definitely know who I am. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Bye, Trav. All right, get Lord it off your mercy. chest. 800-585-1051. Now, if you haven't heard Nicki Minaj and uh, Lil Baby, we're going to be playing it every hour on the hour. So just keep it locked and we'll get that on again. All right, when we come back, we got the rumors. We got to talk about this billionaire's problem. He has a $450 million yacht, but the problem is it won't fit under a bridge. So we'll tell you what Man, we don't care about them do. rich people problems. It's kind of interesting to me, but we'll get to the rumors next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Cub, Club. Yee is out. So we're here. I am not a cub. I'm a full grown bear. <laughs> we had the Breakfast Call Club. Call me a damn cub this morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jeff Bezos. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Now, Charlemagne, what do you do when you buy a $450 million yacht, right? And then I would never do in, nothing like that. That's stupid. And then, it, and then it doesn't go under a bridge, so you can't even get it to where you need it to do. So what do you do? Well, that's what happened to Jeff Bezos. Man, He's, shut up. He uh, purchased a we don't $450 care. million dollar super yacht. Uh, we don't give Dutch a damn. City, and he can't get it through under a bridge. So what did he do? I could care less. Of, the Dutch city of Rotterdam. He asked him to please dismantle the historic bridge so he could get his super yacht through. How about he fly a plane? How about he fly a helicopter? Why he got to fly the boat? If you know the boat can't get under the bridge, then buy something that can go over the bridge. You got all that money, Jeff Bezos. You can't fly the boat. You got to, he has to go in water. What you saying? Pick up the boat, find him a device that can actually pick it up. Well, buy a submarine. Buy a submarine and go under the goddamn water. How about that? All right, or get a smaller boat. 
Okay. I don't care about them rich people problems. Okay, I'm just giving you a little information. I thought that was interesting. Rich, imagine, rich imagine, Jeff Bezos, imagine Jeff Bezos trying to convince me that's a problem this morning. Hey, man, you know what I'm really going through, man? I, I got this $450 million yacht, and I'm just trying to get under this bridge. I'm just going to buy the whole bridge and dismantle the whole bridge <laughs> just to get my boat through. But on, on the bright side, that will bring some jobs, right? Because you're going to have to pay some people to dismantle the bridge, I would and think. And then put it back together. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's a good yeah, way to look at it. That creates some jobs. But it's going to inconvenience a lot of people, I'm sure, unless that's a bridge that nobody really uses. I don't know anything about the bridge. I don't even know what you're talking about when you say Dutch City. When you say Dutch, I think Dutch Masters. What you talking about? All right. Now, Whoopi Goldberg, speaking of jobs, uh, she reportedly will lose $192,000. Now, that's because she was suspended for two weeks for her whole uh, Holocaust comments. Uh, she's going to lose out on $192,000, and people are saying that she's very upset about being suspended. She feels like she doesn't uh, deserve to be suspended. Now, these are just what people are saying. All right? Yeah, y'all want to argue with me about uh, freedom of speech. I keep telling y'all, speech is not free. There is a, a price to everything that comes out of your mouth, and, you know, you can't name that Whoa. price. You, can, mm -hmm. you just can't. Even if, even if, even if your intention when you speak— is not to be malicious, even when your intention to speak is not to offend. You cannot tell the person on the receiving end of those words how to feel. So if that person feels a certain way and that person can do something about it, hey, they're going to do something about it. And you got to pay the price for your said free speech. Now, Charlemagne, you're a huge Boondocks fan. You talk about Boondocks a lot. And there's a lot of people that love Boondocks. They were excited about the reboot, but now they're saying that it's no longer going to happen. Now we hear from Cedric Yarbrough as he talks about it. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but I, I, you know, out of the show, I, you know, right now, not coming back, you know, um, I don't know if this is breaking news, but, you know, we've been wanting to do the show and, and uh, it's Sony and it's, you know, they, they, they decided that they're going to pull the plug. So um, I don't know. If, hopefully, maybe one day we'll, we'll be able to revisit it. If we didn't, if we don't, then that, that's what that is. But yeah, I wish the show was coming back, but. Wow. Yeah, I can confirm that all of that is true. I don't know what the situation is with Sony and HBO Max. I'd be, you know, hearing it, but it just sounds like a whole bunch of corporate mumbo jumbo. I just think all of them are dropping the ball because the boondocks is such a, a cultural staple. And if you're wondering how I know, it's because uh, I'm a consulting producer on the new season of the boondocks. Aaron Magruder's my guy. Aaron Magruder was a executive. He's an executive producer on my Late night talk show, too, The God's Honest Truth. So dropping the clues bombs for my man, Aaron McPeter. Aaron McPeter is a genius. Mm -hmm. But they got some fire merch, though. Some fire Boondocks merchandise out there that you can uh, you can Purchase. go get. And grab, yeah. And yes. lastly, congratulations to Will Smith. Will Smith uh, sold one million copies of his book, Will. Yesterday, he said, I just finished training and literally just found out that Will, the name of the book, is at a million copies sold. So now he's the number one New York Times mm. bestselling and one million copies sold. So congratulations to Will Smith. Man, drop on the clues bonds for Will Smith, man. I mean, that, honestly, that, that, that book is incredible. Like Will Smith's, if you haven't read Will Smith's book, I, you know, I read it last year, of course, but Will Smith's book is absolutely positively, you know, incredible it's a it's a phenomenal read that's something that you should definitely put on your reading list i'll listen to it on audible because he reads it yes absolutely all right and that is your rumor report now oh uh, uh, let me say this too let me say this uh go to uh go to the boondocksofficial.com if you want to um you know grab some official boondocks merchandise courtesy of decryptic okay 
All right. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. We got to tell you about your president, Joe Biden. And uh, let's get into a new joint. We've been playing this all morning long. This is Nicki Minaj Man. featuring Little Baby. And uh, she's spitting. He's spitting, too. I love it. It's the hey, Breakfast Club. They, 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 moon, they moonwalked on this one. They sure did. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPRFM HD1, New York. An iHeartRadio station. I wouldn't want to do anything about the New York Giants either. Shut up. Morning, everybody. It's hey. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's up? They moonwalked on that one. Dropping the clues bombs for Nicki Minaj and Lil Baby. Tough sure tune right did. there. Nothing to say about that one other than they moonwalked on it. I like All right. it. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, the All-Star teams have been revealed. Right? East Coast starters, Kevin Durant, Greek Freak, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. The West Coast, LeBron James, Joker, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Ja Morant. So those are your stars. That's right. South Carolina guy. Dropping the clues bonds for South Carolina's own job. Morant, damn it. Shout out to Charlotte. I feel like uh, LaMelo Ball should have made the all-star team this year. I'm not sure why he didn't, but uh, I think yeah, he should have Yeah, I wonder why LaMelo Ball didn't, man. You sure he's not a reserve? I'm positive. I'm positive. Wow. Now, uh, a lot to go through. Angela Yee is out, so I'm just going to go through it pretty fast. The weather. Uh, I'm tapping my foot like Jim Jones right now. It's going to be horrible. All right? They're talking about storm hitting the northeast. So if you don't need to be inside... If you don't need to be outside, stay your ass inside. They're talking about oh, 500,000 people might be losing power. They're saying there's uh, flood watches for over 10 million people. So be careful out there. And as Jim Jones would say, don't wear those Uggs this weekend because they're going to get effed up. All right. Now, Amazon, if you're an Amazon Prime member, they're hiking the price of the Prime membership. It's going from $12.99 to $14.99. Now, the new pricing starts February 18th. But if you have a membership already, that happens on March 25th. So your Prime is going up. Sorry and ain't you, nothing we can do about it. No. Not, hey, there's nothing, nothing we can do all. about it because all of us use Amazon Prime. You're going to spend that extra $2 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now, Mississippi, spell Mississippi, Charlemagne. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I, humpback, humpback, I. All right. Now, Mississippi. Oh, I forgot the crooked letter. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Humpback, humpback, I. All right. Now, Mississippi governor signs, uh, it's the latest state to legalize medical marijuana. All right. So, Mississippi, you can smoke uh, medicinal marijuana. Uh, I don't know why they just don't make it recreational. Why is it so hard of, of a fight to make it recreational in all these states? Well, Mississippi is the 37th state to legalize marijuana medically. Uh, I feel like if they make it uh, legal recreational, then they know that they're going to have to let a whole lot of black people out of jail who are sitting in those jails for marijuana right now. They got those long ass, those long -ass sentences for, you know, ounces of weed. Less than an ounce of weed sometime. I think they know if they make it recreational, they're going to have to let a lot of those people out. That's my personal opinion. Okay. And lastly, all right. Now, this is kind of funny. Georgia, they're encouraging residents to snitch on their exes for Valentine's Day. They're saying, do you have an ex-Valentine? And, and know that they have outstanding warrants? Do you have information that are driving, uh, like, drugs in their car? Give us a call with their location, Evil. and we'll take care of the rest. 
Evil. <laughs> evil. Evil. So, it depends what, what the, the case is, though. I'm not going to lie. Depend what the what? person did. I don't think if you should, you know, call the police for any speeding tickets or nothing like that. But, you know, if you know this dude done committed a murder, you know, robbed somebody or something like that. Like, if he did something really heinous or she did something really heinous, yeah. Bro, why not? That is wild. So if you have an ex and you don't <laughs> F with him no more. That man say, broke your heart. That woman right broke now. your heart. They shouldn't do that. They okay? shouldn't play with people's like that. There is nothing wrong with being an eyewitness when somebody <laughs> broke your heart like that. Think about the pain that person put you through, boo. That's All right? Crazy. <laughs> Go Ladies, get your you, get back. Ladies, right? you know your man got an outstanding warrant. Tell us where he's at. He got a gun in the car? Let us know. He got some drugs at the crib. And, and, and vice know. versa. <laughs> Vice versa, you know that woman driving around with a suspended license. Oh, Give man. up that license plate number, King. All right, <laughs> let's clean up these streets. All right, we don't have don't date girl.com, don't date my guy.com. We don't have those no more, not that I know of. Clean up these streets. All right, get these folks off the street. I think that's incredible. Dude, but, that's but, 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 but would they know that I did it? Uh, no, you could do an anonymous. You call it anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather remain anonymous, but I would just rather know. So that's beautiful on Valentine's. I would remain anonymous, but I know in my heart, in my heart, I they did said, that. They said that you could actually okay. send a card, and they said this card comes with a set of limited edition platinum uh, handcuffs, a free transportation no, with a chauffeur, some jail, a one-night minimum stay, the and police. a luxurious accommodations, and a professional glamour shot. <laughs> I love that. I think so that's, that's fly. I think that's that should happen. Fly. That is not fly. Go do that. Male or female, if you have an ex out there who has committed a crime and you know they committed a crime, they got an outstanding warrant for something that's serious, call the goddamn police. Happy Valentine's Day. That man broke your heart. Okay, that woman broke your heart. Project that pain in the right place. Project that pain for a good cause. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Woo! Man, that is funny as hell. That's not funny. Man. <laughs> That's not funny. All right. Now, when we come back and to sign change, the card, sincerely snitch. <laughs> no, you can't do that, man. Yo, I would just love to just people to just hit us up on, on Instagram and just tell us some of the people or, or Twitter. Tell us some of the people you would snitch on. I know there's so many people right now. Like, what is that number? Mm -hmm. Send me that 800 number mm -hmm. right now because we would love mm -hmm. to get them locked up. Mm -mm. Don't waste your time on Twitter. Just go right to the authorities right now. You only got 10 days. It's February 4th. You only got 10 days to make this happen. Get that plan in motion now. Don't even waste a tweet. All right. Now, when we come back, 2 Chains will be joining us. His new album is out today, so we're going to kick it with 2 Chains. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. One of the cleanest in the game, always. Two chains, two yeah, chains. Yeah. Welcome. How y'all doing? Good, man. First, I just mm -hmm. want to say thank you to Two Chains. You guys know I do these car show things, mm -hmm. and um, Two Chains is somebody that I call every year because he frequently buys new cars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and every time I call him, he never is never a problem. It's never. He just says, "Envy, you just got to get a trailer to get." He, Chains is giving me his tank. He's giving me the, the the car from the trap museum. I feel like mm. you messed up one of his cars. I definitely didn't mess up any of his nah, cars. Nah, he's very responsible. Okay, just yeah, checking. we nah, we told him to do the right. So I just wanted to say mm -hmm. thank you. Thank I really you, appreciate man. It. I like what you're doing. I like everything that you're doing. I like 
you should be commended more. I like the family aspect. I like the real estate. I like the cars. I like everything. I just wanted to say thank you so much. A lot of times mm -hmm. we don't say thank you enough. So I just wanted to say thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Dope Don't Sell Itself. New mm -hmm. album out today. Yes, out why, today. Why, why the title Dope Don't Sell Itself? Well, Dope Don't Sell Itself is a term that's been used in the streets before, but I, I would like to some have people that are not from the streets substitute dope for ideas. Mm -hmm. And it's just about mm -hmm. um, getting out and selling something that you feel like needs to be heard. And so Dope Don't Sell Itself is my um, seventh project. Um, I like to describe the project as an antidepressant. It's like the hood dope boy version of uh, Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. Especially with the skits in between the songs. No, for real. Yeah, the skits are for real, man. We had, uh, it was one night, me and my guys were, you know, they know now, but like we were all like drinking in the studio and then they started just like confessing to all type of little crimes and yeah. stuff. Like, cause I'm from where I'm from, it be your own, it be your own people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So here I am, this this dude telling me, yeah, yeah, man, I had to break in the studio. And I'm like, you broke in? I was, you know, it was just like, so I told him to press record. So they were actually just, man, we went through about, well, I had them go through about three bottles of 42, and then after then, they just started confessing all type of stuff. And I used them for some skits for a DVD documentary coming out as well. The skit before Lost Kings is very deep. <laughs> no, nah, it, it, you know, like I played it uh, the other night for like, you know, Quavo and a few guys. And, you know, it makes people laugh, but it was a real situation that happened when one of the little homies answered the door and he got shot. But my partner did not know he was shot at the time. So when he fell on him, he pushed him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get off me and stop playing. But he really had got shot. And so then he confessed, not confessed, but he kind of told a story of, you know, what happened. You know, a lot of people be knowing in the neighborhood what what be going on. But, like, a lot of the details came out that night. Yeah, he with the shotgun pumps. He lost, see, he lost his whole side. Yeah. How much crazy. stuff did you have to take out of those skits? I took a lot of stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I took sure. a lot of sure. You yeah. think about how, how far you've come from, even looking at this album cover, you got the money in the shoebox, right? Mm -hmm. That's the bank. And I know you have this whole shoebox thing happening in Atlanta, which we'll talk about in a second. But do you look at this and look at how far you've come from when you first started? Yeah, all the time, man. Sometimes it's hard to believe I did some of the things I did, honestly, man. That's how different I am than, you know, me when I was in my 20s. And that's why it's kind of hard for me to try to preach to somebody younger than me too because I you know stole cars I sold drugs I did a, a lot of the things that I just didn't have a rap career to talk about it at the time you know mm -hmm. but I did a lot of those things and I did a lot of those things to people I love so I, I deal with those kind of you know I wouldn't call them demons but I deal with that is it, is it like a survivor's remorse because it's like you you survived but you know you also I guess did things you didn't want to have to do to survive the people that you probably care about now that's what I explain trapping like when I come trapping is because I, I lived in a neighborhood that sold drugs like the whole neighborhood sold drugs and this I explained it to people that if I stayed in Colorado I would probably know how to ski mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I'm gonna go try to do that but if I, if I stayed in Hawaii I would probably maybe know how to surf if that was like the thing to do but in my neighborhood these people are uh, hustling and it seems normal but at this time it's not nothing you brag about but then you know like I've been literally filling out money orders since I was a, in the 10th grade like helping my mama pay Georgia Power and different bills based off hustling so we've always had a very transparent relationship she, all, she always knew what I was doing but now the survivor's remorse with me is just trying to figure out a way that, that some of my friends who still may be in the black market how I can bring them up 
Because some of my friends don't care about music. I wanted to ask you too, man. Like, is one of the reasons you give back to the community so much because of, you know, the way you used to live in the street? Yeah, because didn't nobody do that for me. Only person, let me say this the right way. My mama had like a couple boyfriends, right? You know what I'm saying? They each taught me something different. A couple of them were drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? But it was one that wasn't a drug dealer. He was more like a roofer. And I was doing what I do in the streets, trapping. And the guy used to buy my pack sometime, so I wouldn't have to do it. And I don't know why he did that, but he's no longer living. And um, he used to call me killer all the time. That's the reason I say killer all the time to people that's close to me. And it's like I just put a positive connotation on the word killer and trap and dope. If you just look at me, I know where I came from. So now when I say certain things or do certain things, when I have a trap house, I ain't selling dope out of it. I'm selling art out of it. And I'm trying to pass that. So it's like I'm slowly but surely, like, you know, creating my little legacy. All right, now you touched on this a little bit earlier, your marketing mind, because that is definitely something I notice every time you roll out an album, you have mm-hmm. something going on. So with this one, you have the sneaker box. Is that what it mm-hmm. is? That's mm-hmm. that's in the city. So tell us about what that is. So the shoe box, basically to, to make it full circle, like Ludacris was the first person to get me a bank account. My first bank account was the shoe box. It was my life. If well, someone had that shoe box, it was all that I had. You before know the crown roll bag? Before the Crown Royal bag. Okay. Well, I used to have money in the Crown Royal bag in, <laughs> in the, the shoe box. box. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And so, like, the thing about money is when you're from the streets, once you get a hundred, you try to, like, not spend under it. And then once you get a thousand, like, if you have a yeah. thousand and a hundred, you just keep a hundred like and, and stack the thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And then you get, like, once you get to, like, 2,500, you kind of, like, straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can buy mm-hmm. some shoes. You know what I mean? And so I built up that shoe box. But it was a conversation that I had with the late Virgil Abloh doing Rapper Go to the League where this idea came from. Mm-hmm. And it's really unique that he's no longer here. And it's also unique that this is 10 years separated from Based on a True Story, which was my first album, which Virgil actually created. So it's almost like... You know, he didn't do this, but like he's so cre- I'm getting so much good feedback. I, mean, I just wish he was, you know, around, you know what I'm saying? Because it just feels like, you know, a full sucker moment. This idea I've been I've been had this idea for like three years. And it's one of those duh ideas. Like, why didn't I think of that? It's kind of yeah. like my two chains cover when he brought it to me. I'm like, damn, I'm two chains. And I didn't even think <laughs> to just put two chains on my cover. <laughs> All right. We got more with two chains. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with two chains. Charlamagne? Now, you said this is your last trap album. Why? Well, this is the last time that I will be putting all of this stuff in one place. It's not my last time recording trap music. The next album after this is Collie Grove 2 with Wayne. And you know that sounds like you're listening to it in the metaverse. It's really, really different, you know? And then the one after that would be the one with Static Selected that I been trying to put out so I could just see me shine somewhere where I'm just really homing in on my just really bars and rap skills and just higher but I still have my trap stuff in there because I can literally do that blindfold you know this is what I I do I come from that but I'm just you know I'm offering 
and I've got to show my growth and maturation. And I'm just, I got something else to offer. I'm, I won't necessarily be doing, you know, melodic stuff. I still need to work in that bag, but just really rapping, sample bass, you know, 808. Your just, done album? Is that going to be your done album? Your done, done son album? Yeah, I'm doing a done, I'm definitely doing a, I'm definitely doing a done, uh, I'm definitely coming that way. Um, I definitely got my own version of just really getting my ideas out. One, one of the, the oh, hold on real quick. One of the most slept on verses last year was 2 chains on that AZ record, Motorola era. And that's mm-hmm. what made me say to myself, I want to hear him do a whole album like this with them done sun beats. Yeah, that's from Static. He sent that to me. So, oh, Static did that record? Yeah, he sent that oh. to me. And then, and it was just an instrumental. And I said, so what you want me to start it off? And he was like, yeah. And so I did that. That's actually, I think it might be this year I did that. But yeah, I'm a, see, I'm, I'm a fan. That was this of year? That. I thought that came out in December. Yeah, it was really early. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. But I'm, I'm a fan of stuff like that. You know, some people just don't be knowing. I get down that way, like I can, I can, I can, Hell I yeah. can done it. I done did. I done done it, Sonny. Yeah, so. man. Let's play that. Let's play that this morning, man. Yeah, I want to play that. I was gonna ask you, how was your first concert in, in the metaverse? How, how was that? Did you so, have to record that in the metaverse? Like, how no, did that? Ha- like, how right. was that? So, shout out to my my booking guy, Leaks. He he booked something right during the pandemic. Right, they're telling me I'm about to go to Tabernacle, right, and perform in front of nobody. Now the concert that I just saw myself, I recorded it a year, you know, prior. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I just <laughs> know that, you know, honestly, it was a bag involved, and I like performing. You right. know what I mean? So, I mean, it was real. I got my DJ, I got a band. You know what I'm saying? I'm on stage. I do a whole interview, and you know, man, I'm an only child, so I, you know, I think that helps with my creativity and me just. You know, everything from imaginary friends to whatever the hell I need to do. And so I go somewhere mentally where I see people in the crowd, but I don't see nothing but maybe about, they look like GoPro cams, but they weren't, but like maybe five or 10 of these little cameras. And I perform and I play to these cameras and I'm like, you know, and I do this whole show, forget all about it. So boom, you know what I'm saying? They bring me this, this Oculus. And I've been hearing about the Metaverse Web 3. I've been hearing all about it. And uh, I put them on, and some kind of way they, you know, he's showing me. This is not even mine. It's my boy. I'm looking in the mirror, and it's it's his. You can see yourself in the mirror. Some shit. so when I walk through into the portal, I see me. <laughs> and uh, the dude telling me, "I forgot you got a concert." And I was like, "I got a concert in that." So I walk in, and then you know I see me performing. So I'm <laughs> tripping, and I'm like, and I hear people, you know, yeah, hey, well, yo, it's two chains in here, hey, you know, and I'm looking at people. <laughs> And you know, you can give people a pound in the metaverse, you know, and I'm really just trying to just really still wrap my head around Mm -hmm. it. And I meet a guy, he's like, oh, you know, dude, walk in, what's up? But he don't know I'm 2 chains because I got somebody else's Oculus on. And like, what's up, man? You like 2 chains? I'm like, yeah, I like 2 chains. Do you like 2 chains? He's like, no, not really. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, I was just stopping through, though. I was just stopping through, though. And then I was like, oh, okay, where you from? He's like, Cali. I'm like, you smoke? He's like, nah. I got this Hennessy. So I see this dude in the metaverse, like trying to go in his pocket, but you know, you can't pull nothing out. I see him trying to, you know, and I was like, what you like? He's like, I like underground music. You you probably wouldn't like what I like. And I was like, what, you know, you know what you like? And uh, he named a couple groups that I wasn't, you know, really familiar with, but you know, it was an experience for me to see me. And you know, I'm yelling at me too, like, Tony, 
You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> I ain't stunning it. So it, it was a cool experience, man. That's the future. Like, y'all got Collie Grove, too. You say it's going to sound like it's in the metaverse. Does Wayne have any idea what the metaverse is? Wayne been in the metaverse. Man, it's funny because he got a verse where he says the Oculus on it. So, like, Wayne is, man, I don't know. He's super duper intelligent. I think he just don't watch the news and stuff like that. Yeah. So he has to get his information from a, you know, a different source. Is it the album? How's the album? I mean, of course no, it's dope. It's, but- no, it's done. It's getting mixed right now. Okay. We have a total of 15 songs. Dope Don't Sell Itself is 12 songs. And so it's a total of 35 minutes. So that project, the one I'm putting, where well, the one that's out right now is, um, ADHD approved, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's concise, it's to the point. It's it's like I said, antidepressant. The one with, with Wayne and myself is a little bit longer. I want to know how, how how you and Wayne relationship has grown over the last you know decade because y'all been partners for so long, and I never forget when you first went number one, the damn near a decade ago, a decade ago, mm-hmm. and Wayne was like, "What?" Because <laughs> yeah. he, he just know me like <laughs> you just got to know what that relationship was. I was somebody that was around a lot of the times and never you know, was acting like a rapper, if that's a term. Like, mm-hmm. I never was like, I was in the studio doing a bunch of those projects and never got in the booth one time, you know what I mean? So he's probably surprised. Does he respect you as an artist now? Like, oh, no, nah, yeah, okay. man, we got so much love. It's been reciprocated because I remember back then, I was, so what happened was I was hanging with him, I rode with him to the studio, and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm in this group, play a circle, you know what I'm saying? And I played some player circle music on the way to the studio and I remember then then he was saying he, I don't want to throw people on the bus but he was saying some good things then about what should have been going on he was and saying so, you should go solo yeah well no nah, he thought Dollar was hard Dollar too. was hard no nah, he thought Dollar he always hard. thought Dollar was hard mm-hmm. he was more or less like the situation I was in at the time could have been doing more for me I want to flash back to something you said a little earlier about being an only child and you mentioned imaginary friends so you had imaginary friends growing up? Man, you're not finna make this clickbait. No, I'm just <laughs> Two curious. Two talks about his... They <laughs> <laughs> don't even talk about my album no more. I'll be having to answer this the next two. I'll be seeing that stuff, man. Boy, people be getting themselves in some trouble. No, I'm not about to There's do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not I'm about to do child. that. Yeah, Evan's so the only child, too. You did so. G.I. Joe's and you playing with G.I. Joe's with yourself. At least tell yeah. us their name. Yeah, yeah, at least tell us their name. <laughs> no, say you, had an ima- hey, say you had an imaginary plug. No, no, no. By the time, man, see, I was forced to kind of act like I was a man younger than what I was. I was staying at home when I was 12 with the pellet gun that you pumped. And, uh, yeah, I had my little wrestle men, little Hulk Hogan, all them little men. Little but cat, wrestlers and all that, yeah. Yeah, but I stayed with, uh, when I was like five to like seven years old, I stayed with my older cousins. Mm-hmm. My dad told my mom that, you know, back then they thought women can raise men for mm-hmm. real. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they weren't men. That was my dad. Like, she don't know you know, and you know, he wasn't even around. He's somewhere in trouble. So he telling her, let him stay with my cousin. Let me, let me get tough. You know what I'm saying? Toughing me up. And that's exactly what they did. And one day I was playing and they go, man, damn, cuz put these little men up. They done took my little men and threw them in the trash. I slick, oh need, you be talking about talking to folks. I slick ain't never got over it yet. From then on, he I just had to like folks, talk about therapy. Yeah, folks you be talking to. Like, man, folks threw away my men, my love for Yeah, and uh, and That's from then cool. on, man, you know, you know, I started growing up being more tough, acting like you know, act like I'm bigger than what I am. Like probably all kids think now. I look at kids, I'm like, I remember when I was, you know, here. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. 
All right, now keep it locked. We got more with 2 Chains when we come back. We talked about this earlier. This is AZ and 2 Chains, Motorola era. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with 2 Chains. Charlamagne? I love how you taught your wife how to say pussy ass. Oh, man. Yeah, I ain't teach you that. Oh, she yeah, she from an A, though, right? Yeah, she from the A, Oh, yeah. My wife is... Super duper chill, man. She she really not like turned or let's involve her kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like an animal instinct, I think, Absolutely. with a lot of females, man. Once the kids get involved, it's so what happened with the, with the Uber? I know that you posted something yeah. to the Uber driver, and what what happened during you that know, time? I can't even really speak on it now, but it's it was cold, it was snowing. The driver said something that she felt was disrespectful. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then he wanted her to get out, and so she wouldn't get out. You know what I'm saying? Until she got to where she wanted, you know, to be. It was her and her mom and my kids. My kids at a volleyball tournament. And they, you know, just out, and it was snowing. So, you know, I had a driver there, but he wasn't, you know, driving in the snow or it wasn't any parking or something. So that's how they end up even getting an Uber because that's something that she probably wouldn't normally do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my daughter was the one. It's because there's more videos. There's plenty more videos. Mm -hmm. My daughter was the one that ended up being smart enough to, to record everything. So. Did Uber fix it yet, or, or y'all, y'all? Yeah, they reached out, but they just want to hear her side. We already got the receipts as far as the videos, and I don't know. I ain't talking about. I'm not finna like. I got you. So, I also see you bought your whole team Rolexes during yeah, the pandemic when Rolex prices are up. Yeah, How many Rolexes did you did you did you purchase? So this is where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. I had a 10 year anniversary for True Religion, my mixtape. Right. Recently, some of those people were with me 10 years ago, so. It was really overdue, you know what I'm saying? It was really overdue. And then I also, I've been praying to be not as selfish as the only child. I think I'm just selfish because I'm always thinking, first of all, no one did this for me. Second of all, what can you do for me? But now it's just like, I just want to just help people. So I knew that this would make some people's morale feel better and show that I appreciate it. So I bought a total of 14 brand new boxing papers. I got all kind of DMs from your favorite stars and managers like they couldn't find no Rolexes <laughs> but it was just something that was overdue to show my appreciation on Dope Don't Sell Us Up <clears throat> I just want to ask a question because you know I always love the fun 2 chain songs yeah. that we could uh, dance to in the club but what about a song like Lost Kings what does a song like that mean to you I think it's needed though you know, for me I think songs like that needed you just speak on uh, a lot of fallen soldiers man people be dying so much mm-hmm. man People be dying so much that literally it has to be heartbreaking for you to cry these days. Like literally people don't even, well, I don't really even cry anymore. So I wanted to, you know, pay homage to them. You and Dolph had a real solid relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, Dolph and I were real cool. I met him. He was, a, I was one, probably his first feature. Uh, I was in Atlanta and drummer boy called and said, you know, he had an artist that wanted to give me like, at this time I ain't had no I was trying like 3,000 for a verse. Mm. But he wanted play a circle. He wanted me and Dollar. But you know, like at this time, well, I had started rapping full time. I think Dollar was doing both. You know what I mean? One foot in, one foot out. So I'm like, Dollar, I'm about to go to this studio. You know, got this dude from Memphis. He want to spend some money. So, bro, like I got a play to make. You know what I'm saying? I'll be down there when I get through. And so I go down and uh, I meet, you know, Dollar. Real cool cool player from Memphis, you know what I'm saying, laid back, you know what I'm saying, at this time we're doing the same things, drinking lean and smoking gas, you know what I'm saying, and like, I just, you know, really rock with his energy, so I did a song with him, 
And I did it so fast, and we went on Dollar, and uh, he he never came because he was doing whatever he was doing. I ended up doing another verse, and I told him I didn't want to get paid for it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm straight. And and from then on, every time we went to Memphis, we would eat at Benny Hanna's, and uh, he would come to my shows. Because Memphis was one of my original, like, put-me-on spots. And so um, I was down there. Literally, one time I had three shows in one night in Memphis. That's how many <laughs> bags I was getting. So, you know, he would always pull up. And then, you know, he started turning up the heat, you know what I'm saying? He started rocking with some of the folks from my team, Tech, and, you know, Al Street is ex. And he started growing. And, uh, you know, just rest in peace to, you know, him and, you know. Love. I always wonder, man, you know, just for, as far as, like, PTSD, when you see situations like Dolph, Nipsey, brothers that you know just in rap, like, you know, yeah. that has happened to you as a rapper. Does that all come back when you see those situations and how it probably could have turned up? Well, it'd be a lot of... Uh, like with Nip, it was some pictures and stuff that you forget about that start coming up when stuff like that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You be like, damn, I know dog, you know, or with Dolph, you start like thinking like, damn, or even with Bankroll, you start thinking, of, damn, we was in it. So that was a, a unique way to put that because we just talking about people that we grieve that are like my rap peers. Mm-hmm. Not even like regular street, street. Yeah. yeah. So it's rough, and you be like, man, I can't believe it. That'd be the real. That'd be that part right there. The, the not being able to digest it, even post funeral. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being like, just not being able to digest it is really, is really interesting to me. The chain's got to go too, guys. Oh, too smart. Let's talk about the record million dollars worth of game. That's my favorite. I think that's my favorite song on the album so far. Okay, what inspired that? So I went to um, Lil Baby's studio one night to do a song with him. And I had just left Bahamas recording, man. I was just really feeling myself. And uh, this beat came on, and Lil Baby had started, like, you know, writing to it. And I was like, man, you mind if I... He was like, nah, bro, go on So I did this verse. When I came out, Lil Baby was, like, laying down, resting. So I didn't know if he was asleep or resting. Doug went in though, just like right after me. He didn't even want to hit my verse. He just went in right after me. And I love that from like young players like that. That just shows sign of confidence, you know what I'm saying? So he goes in, does his verse. And then by the time he does his verse, I no longer think that baby's resting. I think maybe he might be sleeping. I'm not sure. I end up leaving, just like walking out leaving. And they end up using that beat. Him and Dirk end up using that beat that me and 42 rapped on on their project, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I had to source the same tempo and then, you know, I put the I put this song together like that and it just sound refreshing and real exotic. Like, you know, everything just happens for a reason. So I ended up doing two songs at Lil Baby Studio that they got credit for. One was the song I got with him called Kingpin Ghost Rider and then the other song is the one million dollars worth of game. Well the album is out right now. Let's play a joint off the album. What you what you wanna what you wanna hear, Chain? The joint that I want to hear off the album is Lost Kings. I think we could do that one. Let's do it. All right. Well, there you have it. Make sure you stream the album right now. Dope Don't Sell Itself. And it's 2 Chains. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, Kanye West was in New York City the other night. He was celebrating his new booze uh, 
birthday. Julia Fox turned 32 on Wednesday. Now, sources are saying that Kanye gifted her, as well as four of her friends, Hermes Birkin bags. Now, these bags range from anywhere from... By sources, you mean Kanye's PRT? Uh, I don't know. It just says sources of saying this. Sources told... Yeah, I'm sure that's Kanye's that's PRT. That's getting it from. Yeah, so they purchased uh, five Birkin bags, and they range from anywhere from 9000 to 15000 So he bought them all bags. He flew into New York City just hey. for her birthday. Hey, I have no factual evidence to back this up, but Kim don't care. <laughs> Kim right. don't care. She just simply she doesn't care. care, bro. I think she got about she 100 of them, but... Anyway, T-Pain says, says people should stop celebrating Black History Month. They, he's saying that they are separating us again, and we have audio. Any insight, all right, for how white people can, can properly celebrate Black History Month the right way? Um, stop celebrating. I don't think we should celebrate Black History Month. I think we should just have history. I don't think it should, we don't, I, the, they overshot it. We don't want our own s**t separating us again. <laughs> we want to be part of history, not just one month of it. Like, we want to be part of history. I disagree. I mean, we are part of history. I mean, that's why people push back against, you know, uh, anti-CRT law so so hard so we can continue to be a part of history. But there's nothing wrong with us having our own month and celebrating our own month. And there's nothing wrong with other people celebrating, you know, black folks during the, the month of February. Mm-hmm. Should it be longer? Of course. But we celebrate ourselves year-round anyway. But there's nothing wrong with having a specific month. Who, who cares? Like, is it that serious? All right. Now, uh, a day ago, Young Buck, he was arrested for vandalizing his ex-girlfriend's home and car. We don't have much information on that, but that's all we know. He was arrested for that. But, uh, you know, 50 Cent is one of those people that you just don't want to have a problem with. Right. Because he never lets anything go. We know with Tierra Marie, I think she owes him a a little bit of money and he's not going to stop until he gets his full amount. Well, 50 put on his page, Buck B unit, bisexual unit. Leave that girl alone. She didn't know he had all this ish going on. None of us did. And he best be coming up with my money. Branson Cognac. 50 Cent. Lord have mercy. Well, Just leave listen, man, out. 50's a cancer like me. 50's a cancer like me. He's petty and he don't forget nothing. But, you know, I choose to, to, to let a lot of that go. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know what, I would sit, sit back and say at the end of the day it only impacts us, but it really don't. It actually makes us feel better when we do stuff exactly like what 50 did to Buck, but I, I got to vibrate higher. Okay. Now, also, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, uh, you know, he's been, he's been getting a lot of, uh, I guess I would say Sha- Shaquille O'Neal has been going at him, calling him a crybaby, said he should be playing basketball, called him a bunch of names. Well, Ben Simmons got back at Shaq in his DM. We don't know what he said. But uh, he got back on Shaq and, and basically said he didn't like the, the things that Shaq was saying with him. And, you know, Shaq pretty much said, well, if you don't like it, play basketball. Simmons hasn't played a game this season after he asked for a trade. And we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we don't know if he's going to go to another team. He later said it was mental health, the reason why he didn't play. But nobody knows. But he hasn't played a game of basketball in a long time. And that is your rumor report. Hello? Hi. 
What you talking to me for? You talking to yourself when you do rumor report? <laughs> talk about, let, let's hey, it's time for it's time for us to talk about rumors. Okay, talk about the rumors. That was your rumor report. I, I don't know what to say next. Yeah, because because right. because after ye says that after ye says that's uh, our rumor report, then that's when you say Charlemagne. What's Who next? Donkey today. To? So you got to yeah. so talk to yourself now. Right. Do it like you're talking to yourself. Go. Right, go. Do, in the rumor report and go go. All right. Well, that was your rumor report. Thank you, Envy. You're welcome. Now, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Well, four after the hour, we're going to talk fried chicken, goddammit, all right, during Black History Month. Envy brought this story to my attention, and, you know, there's been times I've given Donkey of the Day to people who have done this in the past. But you know what I think is missing in all of these conversations? Historical context. Let's discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is the perfect day to boss up. This is Rick Ross's guide to building your own empire. Now listen up. Your first 30 days of Audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm a big boy. I can take it. I feel I deserve it. Ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sweet out of his mouth. Just because I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but, like, I mean no harm. Hey, donkey of the day for Friday, February 4th goes to a Massachusetts school called Xavierin Brothers High School. See, this school did something that a lot of folks continue to do, and I'm sick of it. All right. See, this school has issued an apology after after deciding to offer fried chicken for lunch to celebrate the beginning of Black History Month. Every single year during Black History Month or during Juneteenth, something like this happens and I'm sick of it. I'm not sick of it because they keep doing it because I love fried chicken. I'm sick of them apologizing about it, and we'll discuss why. But first, let's go to 7 News Boston for the report, please. Controversy now the talk of the student body at Zaverian Brothers High School. The majority white student body disagreeing over this announcement made over the loudspeaker. In honor of Black History Month, one way we will celebrate is by highlighting a traditional meal each week that is a staple in Southern Black history. Today's lunch is fried chicken. Honestly, I think it's just a big stereotype. Could be seen as a little racist. The first day of Black History Month, they couldn't have come up with a better thing than fried chicken for, you know, African cuisine. It's just... It doesn't really make much sense. Other students saying the administration must first acknowledge that their ignorance perpetuated a racist stereotype and issue a formal apology. The school says it was an attempt to educate students about black history and culture and that the meal was chosen by an African-American food service employee. The announcement went on to say that some newly freed women gained economic independence by selling fried chicken. That's a fact. Now, like I always say, you can't tell people how to react, all right? Just because your intent wasn't meant to be malicious, just because your intent wasn't meant to offend, doesn't mean the person receiving what you did or said didn't receive it maliciously. You can't control how people feel about something regardless of what your intention is. But the reason intentions matter is because it makes the person who was offended know how to deal with you. Makes the person who offended you uh Poss- po- makes the person who you offended possibly react a different way. So let's talk about the intention of this high school, okay? Uh, Xavier and Brothers High School. See, the idea to serve fried chicken 
came from a black cafeteria worker. And she said it was an attempt to educate students about black history and culture. A senior student at the school said they could have chosen a different part of African cuisine. And a lot of kids have taken the stance that it was a mistake, but there wasn't uh, any malintent. Okay, they could have just approached it differently. Maybe. Okay, hindsight is twenty twenty. even though every year, literally during Black History Month and Juneteenth, someone does this with either chicken or watermelon. So somebody should have learned how to properly approach this by now. Now, I got a question I want y'all to think about. Are you upset about the school serving fried chicken any other time or just during Black History Month? Because racial insensitivity can't be seasonal no matter how good it's seasoned. Okay, if serving fried chicken to black students is offensive during Black History Month or Juneteenth, then we should be keeping that same energy year round, correct? Just to question the ponder. But the reason I'm giving Xavier and Brothers High School the donkey of the day is because the black cafeteria worker said it was an attempt to educate students about black history and culture. Well, where is the education? They do these stunts where they serve fried chicken during Black History Month, and then when the blacklash comes, the educational part goes out the window, and folks just get to apologizing without using these situations as an opportunity to teach. All right, the school's principal, Dr. Jacob Conker, says the lunch message was poorly communicated. I don't think it was communicated at all because y'all didn't even get to the educational part, really. The principal put out a statement. He said, we are deeply troubled and disheartened by our failure in this instance and take full responsibility for it. I offer my sincere apologies for the harm that our actions may have caused. Oh my God. Dr. Jacob, you know why the message was poorly communicated? Because you didn't communicate it. Okay, you didn't communicate it. What's the education? I'll give you the education on fried chicken and watermelon. The education is those are racist stereotypes because the white man deemed them so. The white man made fun of y'all eating chicken and watermelon. Two things that bring us joy. Okay, two things that bought us money. And because the white man put a negative connotation on it, now y'all accept it as negative. Okay, but y'all supposed to be free thinkers. Everybody loves fried chicken. All right, but it held a different level of importance for enslaved black folks because it was the only livestock the enslaved were allowed to keep. All right, being the only livestock they were allowed to keep. Okay. All right. I'm from the South, South Carolina all day. Monk's Corner, what's happening? I was out there with my grandma chasing the chicken. All right. I watched my grandma catch chickens and snap the neck and we ate good. All right. Fried chicken is a staple of Southern diets. I told y'all only livestock slaves could keep was chicken and chicken was cheap and they were easy to feed and a good source of meat. And like the news report said, after emancipation, black women known as waiter carriers would sell trays of fried chicken and biscuits. So not only did we eat it, we ate off it by making money from it. And then in 1915 came this racist ass movie called Birth of a Nation by a cracker named D.W. Griffith. And the movie was about the supposed heroic founding of the KKK. And one scene in the movie showed a group of actors playing black elected officials. Listen to me. A group of actors playing black elected officials. Oh, they had the black legislators drinking whiskey out the bottle, putting their bare feet on the table, just niggas nigging. All right. The picture they were trying to paint is that black people were unorganized and untrustworthy. And one of the black politicians was going to town on a chicken bone. I mean, chomping at it, treating it like trick daddy. And many of us treat our ladies booty. All right. And that one image forever changed how white people saw black people and fried chicken. The other not so subliminal message in that scene, since they were black elected officials, was these are the dangers of letting black people vote. 
And that is when fried chicken became a racist stereotype. So y'all let a racist white man tell y'all how to feel about something that everybody loves and something that our ancestors used to really make money off. Because you know don't nobody fry no chicken like us, okay? Those white folks traveling on those trains couldn't wait to see those waiter carriers, those black women with trays of chicken and biscuits. And while we're here, let's discuss watermelon, okay? There's a great article in the Atlantic. You can look it up yourself from William R. Black. It came out like eight years ago. And I want to read uh, just a couple quotes from it. The stereotype that African-Americans are excessively fond of watermelon emerged for a specific historical reason and served a specific political purpose. The trope came in full force when slaves won their emancipation during the Civil War. Free black people grew, ate, and sold watermelons, and in doing so made the fruit a symbol of their freedom. Sovereign whites threatened by blacks newfound freedom responded by making the fruit a symbol of black people's perceived uncleanliness laziness childishness and unwanted public presence this racist trope then exploded in american popular culture becoming so pervasive that its historical origin became obsolete all right few americans in 1900 would have guessed the stereotype was less than a half a century old this is all after emancipation okay black people grew ate and sold watermelon during slavery but now now, when they did it, it was a threat to the racial order. Listen to this. It's important. All right. It's an, go read the article. To whites, it seemed now as if blacks were flaunting their newfound freedom, living off their own land, selling watermelons in the market, and worst of all, enjoying watermelon together in the public square. Mm. Sovereign whites saw slaves' enjoyment of watermelon as a sign of their own supposed benevolence. They was just mad that niggas was happy and free. Let me break this down simple and plain. Fried chicken made black people happy and it made black people money. Watermelon made black people happy and it made black people money. Racist ass white people don't like black folks happy and they don't like black folks making money. It's really that simple. Drop one of clues bombs for racist white people, okay? Drop it. Y'all a beast. All right. The way y'all psychologically have ruined so many of us and got us hating ourselves and hating things that we have historically loved all because y'all said so. That's it. And that's the education and history of our culture that's missing. So when these schools and organizations put these things on the menu, let's use them as an opportunity to teach for real. Okay. You only think fried chicken and watermelon is a racist trope because the white man made it such. When you see fried chicken and watermelon, you should see survival. When you see fried chicken and watermelon, you should see freedom. You should see products that not only tasted good, but products your ancestors used to make money. That's it. Period. Zaverin Brothers High School, y'all missed the moment to really teach. And teaching and learning is truly what Black History Month should be about. Please let the Hamiltones give Zaverin Brothers High School the biggest hee-haw. Oh, now you are the donkey of the All right, Charlemagne, thank you for that donkey of the day. That's right. Oh, man, who we got coming in next, man? Ah, uh, we have Nija Tawab joining us next, right? Oh, I love. Listen, I love her. Her book is a game changer. It's called "Set Boundaries, Find Peace: A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself." Uh, I had her on my late night talk show, "The God's Honest Truth," last year, and I am glad she is on the Breakfast Club this morning because 2022 is all about setting boundaries. Can't wait to talk to her. All right, we'll get into that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
She's a licensed therapist, a yes. relationship expert, and a New York Times best-selling author, Nedra Tawab. Yes. Welcome. Good morning, Nedra. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Let me tell you something. Nedra has blessed my life because I, 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 you came on the God's Honest Truth uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And I knew going into 2022 that I wanted to set boundaries. But I didn't know what that looked like. And so I read your book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. And now... I have learned to set boundaries. I started to say cut people off, but I know that's not a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I've learned how to set boundaries. Yes. So thank you for what writing is, this book. What and, is the difference between setting boundaries and cutting people off? Cutting people off can be a boundary, but it is not the only way to have boundaries. It is also you need to wear a mask until you come into this room. Mm-hmm. It is also be back here at 9 p.m. There are so many ways to set boundaries, not just cutting folks off. But if you if you are setting a boundary for something, or that means for whatever reason that person is not being a positive force, a positive energy in your life, correct? Isn't it easy just to be like, I just don't f- with you no more? Um, It doesn't mean they're not being positive. Maybe they're doing things to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doing things that don't make you feel safe and you just want to change it. You may not want to end the relationship. Most people don't want to end bad relationships. They want to repair them. So how do you repair them? You put boundaries into the relationship. You ask people to do different things. You tell them what you need and want, and that's how you're able to repair without cutting off. Now, you may want to cut people off, but there are a lot of things we can do before that. That's one of the things I heard you say that really helped me. It's like if you really do appreciate the relationship and do value the relationship, you'll set those boundaries, not because you're trying to push somebody away, but because you are trying to keep them there. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one of the things I heard you say. I'm paraphrasing, of course, that really helped me a lot. Yeah, I think boundaries does give the impression that it is cutting people off. But as a therapist, most people come to therapy wanting to repair their relationships, not cut their mother off, cut their mm-hmm. father off. They're like, How can I change my mom? How can I make her better? And we start to talk about, okay, so you need to do these things. These things are boundaries. And that's how you repair the relationship. You can't make this person change, but you certainly can change how you view the issue. You can make requests and hope that they do it. But ultimately, a lot of the boundaries are going to be on you. Why why are boundaries important? Why are setting boundaries important? It helps you have the sort of relationships that you want. In most relationships, we already have them. We're just unaware. Sometimes the boundaries are unhealthy, Mm -hmm. but we have boundaries in the relationship. The boundaries help you decide, like, is this a relationship I want to be in or is this a relationship that I need to leave? Often we think people have to be different. How do I get this person to be different when it is us? How do we ask for what we need, which is really hard. You know, it takes some time to be vulnerable and to say to people, hey, when we're talking and you start getting a little elevated, that triggers me. Mm -hmm. Can you keep it down some? Or when you start to yell, I will take a break. Mm -hmm. They always say that, you know, we need more black people to be therapists. Mm -hmm. To be a therapist, it seems like you need a lot of patience. Is that true? I don't know. I yeah, but think, this one, when somebody telling you this, this situation, you'd be like, all right, hurry up, speed it up, speed it up. I, mean, I would hope not. With my <laughs> friends. Oh, with your friends, right. My <laughs> friends would not. They probably are like, who you been talking to? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, girl, go, go. <laughs> um, 
I think that therapists are humans. And as humans, we are different part of ourselves in different settings, right? So as a therapist, I can listen to you talk about the same issue every week. With a friend, I may say, listen, you know, this is the eighth time that you brought up this issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, have you thought about therapy? <laughs> right. But. And does a therapist see a therapist? Does. Absolutely. Yes. Um, not all. I have met some therapists who do not. I absolutely go to therapy not to talk about my clients, but to talk about all of the stuff that's happening with me. Like I have relationships that I need to work through. I have exciting things and things that aren't exciting that I need to process. So therapy for me is important. I can't imagine asking people to be vulnerable and to share, and I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And when people are talking about certain things, it can be very triggering. Like your stuff comes up. Like if you have issues with your parents, it will come up in that session. I remember my dog died and... Man, the next day, my client come in crying about her dog dying. And I was like, okay, I got to talk to my therapist today. <laughs> because mm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was already sad. But mm. watching her be sad, too, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have a lot of stuff to process. I don't think I can go to a therapist who didn't see a therapist. Really? Mm -hmm. I couldn't either. Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh, and the last question I have is, you know, we talk about people understanding us. Do you feel like as a black woman, you have to speak to a black therapist or do you feel like other people will understand me? Like, would you go see an Asian therapist or a white therapist? Or do you feel like a black therapist will understand you more? Why you do the things that you do, the way we grew up, the way we are, the way that our parents are? It depends. It depends on your issue. If you're having, I work with a lot of professionals. So if you're having racial issues in the workplace, perhaps going to a black therapist could be helpful. If you are having family issues, you want to make sure that the therapist that you're seeing has some training in working with family dysfunction, working with children of alcoholics, like all of these sort of things. So race can be important for being able to connect, but it's also important to make sure that you're seeing a therapist who can help you with your particular issue because you don't want to go to someone who's black, but they help people with schizophrenia. Like mm -hmm. that won't be helpful for you if you have anxiety. So making sure that it's a good match all around is really important. All right, we have more with Nija Tawab. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nija Tawab. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Set Boundaries, her new book, and she's here. Charlamagne? I want to talk about uh, Chapter 4 uh, in your book where you break down the six types of boundaries. Can you, can you talk about those? Yes. So before writing this book, I think a lot of things about boundaries was just saying no. Like, if you say no, that's the boundary. But really, there are physical boundaries, time boundaries, sexual boundaries, emotional boundaries, um, material boundaries. What am I forgetting? Is that five or six? No, six. Okay. Yeah. There are many types of boundaries in many ways to implement mm -hmm. them. We probably think of sexual boundaries as, like, really clear. But it's actually not because it can also be how you feel about something, right? Like the presence of someone 
um, them touching you in a certain way. Those are boundary violations. I would say out of the six, the one that I see the most is the time violation. And it's usually us violating our time boundaries. We assume it's other people always asking us to do stuff, always demanding mm -hmm. our time when really it is us not saying no, over committing, doing things we have no business doing. You know, I'm a therapist, not a painter. I shouldn't be helping you paint. Now, if you want to talk, call me. Um, so just being clear about your gift set and what's not your gift set. If you want to do something for someone, do it. And if you don't, you have to say, you know, I'm, I have a lot of things going on. So I would say of those six boundaries, time is the one that is the biggest. One thing I read that hit me was the things we do to avoid uh, setting boundaries. You know, move away, gossip, complaints, avoidance, cut off. I do all those things. <laughs> like, like, I do every single one of them. Why are we wired like that? It's hard to have conversations. Like, it really is. I remember when I was a kid, before I said something hard, I would say this. Am I going to get in trouble if I say this? Mm -hmm. Because I just wanted to make sure it was safe to say it. There was no consequence. You wouldn't be mad at me. Like, all of this stuff. And we still feel that as adults. Like, I can't say this to this person because they'll be upset. And it could be, you know, your partner. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to say, like, I'd rather go to bed early. Like, it's so hard to potentially disappoint people, to potentially hurt someone's feelings because we do not know. I think people are placing boundaries all day. And most of the boundaries, it doesn't hurt our feelings. We're mm -hmm. just like, okay, it's it's fine. But we assume that when we say it to someone, it is going to destroy the relationship. It's going to hurt them. And and I would say in most cases, it does not. What about the guilt you feel afterward for setting the boundary? That's the thing that bothers me. Like, that bothers me the most. Like, like I could be somewhere and somebody asked me to do something and I'd be like, no. But then I might literally be home enjoying doing nothing. And I could, I'm like, I could have did that for that person. But then I wouldn't have had my time to do nothing. But then I still feel bad about it. So then I'm like, hey, man, do you need me to do such and such? Like, what about that guilt afterwards? I think guilt is a part of the boundary setting process. We can't um, make ourselves feel better about something we're still learning to practice. I think once you get into a rhythm of being okay with relaxing, it will be easier to set that particular boundary. I also think that as parents is really important to think about the ways in which we are teaching our children to feel guilty. You know, if you don't call mm. them, they're going to be sad. You know, if you don't do this, you know, get them a hug or, you know, all of these things that we do because we grow up and we feel that in many situations. We learn to consider everyone else except ourselves and we feel really bad for resting we feel really bad for not loaning people things even when we don't have it because our understanding is people will feel so bad so how do we as as parents as teachers as adults teach children that it is okay to not always think about how others might feel and to consider yourself it's okay to say no these things are actually healthy and we can raise a generation of people who feel better saying, no, I don't want to come to your thing, but 
continue to invite me because, you know, next time I might. Mm. Major, we appreciate you for joining us. Absolutely. Tell them where to find you. I am on Instagram at Nedra Tawab, and my book is Set Boundaries, Find Peace, and it is available everywhere books are sold and in 31 languages. I swear by your book, Nedra. Nedra. Thank this, you for joining this, us. This and The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. Must read. And, and My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Minicum. Yes. Those three right there, that's like the, you know, the, the path, the starter pack to healing to me when it comes to literature. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. You got to come back soon, too. Please. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk new music. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. What we got? What we got? Well, first, let's start off with R&B. Now, uh, if you don't know, I made my debut back as an Instagram model. Uh, Queen Naja and Big Sean, their new single, Hate Our Love. Let's play a clip of it. Hey, only thing that ever came between us was distance. Only thing you ever asked from me is to keep it consistent. What the hell did you just say? Yeah, uh, they actually called me and they said I was fly. They said I was sexy. They seen my Instagram page and they wanted me to be in the video. So I'm actually in the new video uh, for Queen Naja and Big Sean. Doing what? You just got to see. I got my shirt off. It's, it's very sexy. I, I do what I do. I mean, I'm just so grateful and, and, and thankful that they seen me on Instagram and wanted me in their video. So uh, shout to them. One thing about Queen Naja, man, she does a lot of charity in our communities, man. You know what I'm saying? And she really does look out for the 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 the, the less fortunate. So I'm glad she decided to put you in her video as a video video model. Video vixen, that's, that's sir. That's amazing charity. Yeah, it took me out of retirement, but I'm excited about that. Uh, YG, he came with a new single. It features Moneybag Yo and J. Cole. It's called Scared Money. Of course, Trav called this morning talking about it. Let's take it. Scared money don't make no money. We balling, balling on you dummies. I'm so lit, sports center, gotta post my clips. One layup and they treat me like I'm Luka Doncic. Two six. As you can see, YG. I gotta get into that foolish. later. Mm-hmm. Salute to YG and J. Cole and Money Bag, yo. All right, also, Yo Gotti, he has a new record. It's called Dollar for Dollar. He's back. This might be his last album. He's talking about it like it, but let's check it out. I'm down now, switch him out. Yeah. I got ops on Norbell. Stand on business, we don't talk about it. They got 10 bandits, skipping mansion, dancing, look like the soul train. I'm on the airplane, pouring up purple, it look like the soul. All right, and also 2 Chains, who uh, released his album today. Let's get into another joint off the album. This is King Pen. Ghost Rider. Let's check it out. It sound like a kingpin, but right in front of me. Got my first plug out of California. Yeah, yeah. Peso stack. Yeah, yeah. Dior hat. Yeah, yeah. I've got wag. Yeah, yeah. Ain't had nothing to do with that. Now, Charlamagne, what's your thoughts on 2 Chains album? You got a chance to vibe with it for a little bit? I mean, I rock with Chains, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consistent fan of 2 Chains because 2 Chains is consistent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really love the record uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game. Uh, I love the record Vlad TV. He got some joints on there. Absolutely. Always rock with chains. You can't go wrong with two chains. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. The last joke we're going to get into is Little Baby and Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj featuring Little Baby. This, this is her single. Phenomenal record. They both moonwalked on this record. I do want to say one more thing in the rumor report. Um, we all know that our producer, Taylor, uh, possibly, allegedly, was involved in that fight in Golden Corral last Friday in Bensalem. And um, I have it on good sources, uh, that source being her, 
that uh, they may be attempting to do that same thing um, this weekend at the Golden Corral on, uh, hold on, let me give you all the exact, oh, on 69th Street in Upper Darby. Yes. Mm. Telling her friends the plan to go to that Golden Corral this weekend and, and, and tear it up. So I just want to put that out there for, uh, you know, anybody who may need that information. My goodness. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, after this, Nikki and Little Baby joint, we're going to play all 2 chains. He stopped through earlier. His album is out right now. Let me know your favorite 2 chains joint, and we'll get it on. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. And what are we doing today, Charlemagne? Listen, man, you know, uh, every day the Black Effect Podcast Network is dropping a daily podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, hosted by my man B-Dot, where we discover the real history about things in our country, the real meaning behind things in our country. And today we're going to talk about the real history about George Washington's teeth that belonged to your black ancestors. I didn't know, maybe you didn't. On today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, let's dispel a myth we were all taught in school. Now, I do understand there may be an age gap here, but if you were ever taught that George Washington had wooden teeth, <laughs> Wrong again! That's Cap! Big Cap! New Era Fitted Cap! Black Bald Quarterback Cap! It's a lie, folks! George Washington ain't have no wooden teeth! No, 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 no! See, the reality is, George Washington had dental problems. Absolutely! Had halitosis, maybe even gingivitis. Breath stank! Breath smelled like earring backs. <laughs> Not only did he have halitosis and gingivitis, but he also had numerous sets of dentures. Yes, but see, George Washington had that bread, so some of his dentures was ivory, you know what I'm saying? Some of his dentures was gold, you know what I'm saying? He'd be real pee with it, he doesn't go to the club, with them all. you know what I'm saying? But the majority of his dentures were made from human teeth. What human teeth, B-Dot? His enslaved human's teeth. Hey, you there, enslaved man. That's a nice smile you got there. Let me get those up off of you. Imagine George Washington smiling at you with your teeth in his mouth. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I didn't know. That's right. And make sure you go to the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network available anywhere you listen to podcasts and download I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, hosted by my man B-Dot. They're dropping daily during Black History Month. All right, positive note coming up next. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are the Breakfast Club. All right, we got a shout to Nidra Tawab for joining us this morning. Licensed therapist. Oh, man. Oh, man. Licensed therapist Nidra Tawab. Make sure you go out there and buy her book, Set Setting Boundaries, Find Peace. Um, I've been giving that book to everybody just because I just think it's something that you have to add to your repertoire because 2022 is all about setting boundaries. That's right. And also, uh, shout out to T.K. Kirkland. T.K. Kirkland, he's going to be at the Stress Factory uh, this week and tonight and tomorrow. So definitely check out the brother T.K. Yeah, man. Make sure you go check out T.K. He'll be there, uh, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Or is it tonight? I think it's Maybe tonight it too. is tonight, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but he's definitely at the Stress Factory all weekend, man. Go check out uh, the urban philosopher, T.K. Kirkland. All right. And also, lastly, shout out to 2 Chains and make sure you pick up 2 Chains' album. Dope Don't Sell Itself. It's out right now. Man, this is a, we had a very busy morning. 
Yeah, very busy morning. All right. Well, now leave us on a positive note, brother. Listen, the positive note is simply this. And I said during Donkey of the Day, Black History Month should be an opportunity for you to learn, an opportunity for you to teach. So if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. But if you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?